Welcome back to Well That's Interesting, the barbecue solves everything edition. It does. <laughs> it does. It does. It does. I mean, it does. I, yeah. Who who can argue with that? Just PETA. <laughs> Damn it. Fuck. But everyone else. Agreed. Super into it. Yeah. You got a problem? I'm into it. You're barbecue. into it. I'm into it. Yeah. <laughs> Problems. Solved. The end. Thanks for listening, rating, subscribing. Bye. Have a good one. <laughs> Today is in between you 105. Canada's invasive pigs build pigloos. Well, uh, that's going to make me cry. <laughs> yes. Jesus Christ. It's wow. Pigloos. Oh, I'm just. <laughs> her hand I, is in her face. You, you, 50 seconds in. You are doing this to me. And. <laughs> I'm fine with it. <sighs> and and oldest barbecue in North America so far. Well, that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Can, can we go? <laughs> is, it, is it still open? <laughs> uh, uh, oh, God. You know? I, it's closed. I'm <laughs> so sorry. It's, it's fine. I get it. It's okay. It's okay. Way to tease me. Sorry. No, it's okay. It's totally <laughs> fine. There are plenty of other barbecues. But I mean like the oldest one in North America. How okay, how many like barbecues out there do you think like market themselves on like the sign or in like a phone book, if you guys know what a phone <laughs> book is, uh, as like the oldest barbecue? It's like every yeah. restaurant in New York is like the best restaurant or yes. like the best Chinese. Yes. In or, New York, but yeah. they're all the best Chinese. Every pub in London had the best fish and chips. The best. <laughs> the best fish and chips in London. I don't know. Right if, here and uh, then over there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if y'all know what the best means. It means better than the rest. <laughs> but if everyone is the best, then you all grown up all to winners. be millennials. No, and no, broke and... We're doing tired. Yeah. We're doing great. In therapy. We're doing, <laughs> doing wonderful. <laughs> uh, I'm Jill Chacha, and I am with the best, Marissa Riley. Wow, thanks. Um, that's true. I'm the best. <laughs> hey, you're the best, too. Hey, that's true. Uh, our, our listeners, we're all Absolutely the best. Fucking number one. Yes. Uh, and if this is your first time listening, well, welcome to the flock. Welcome. Dr. Riley. <laughs> Dr. Riley here comes in cold and learns everything in real time, just like you. It's true. I had no idea what we were going to talk about today. Um, but now that I do, I'm excited. You know, yeah. I love barbecue. Yeah. I love pigs. They're That's so cute. really weird to say in the same sentence. <laughs> um, That's what we do here. I, I appreciate pigs for many reasons. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm glad they're getting homes. Um, they're making their they're making it happen. They, yeah, they have more homes than millennials do. <laughs> I, yeah, they're actually owning property. Yeah. We are not, not so much. Uh, uh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. My friends, today is another day of incredible discoveries. We have two, and they're actually incredible for two very different reasons. Uh, in the first half of the show, we're going to revisit what is considered to be the most destructive invasive animal in the United States. Wow. And good news. They've made it to Canada. You're welcome. <laughs> right, Canada, you're welcome. You're welcome for here. Take that. Here, take some. Here, have some of this. Some, yeah, enjoy. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> and even better news: they've learned how to adapt to the cold there by building themselves igloos. Uh, my heart is just shattering, like an igloo. I'm just uh, 
That was a terrible joke. No, but, um, but it's right. But you're going to keep talking it's, it's so, so we can okay. all forget it. Um. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, such a story as this, equal parts adorable and devastating, could not have come from the best. It could not have come from anyone other than a member of the flock. I love the flock. That's right. Big thanks to Kissy4647 uh, on Twitter. Love Kissy4647. Kissy, God damn it. Good times. Fucking amazing. Thank you. Thank you so damn much for sending us uh, this information on Pigloos. But that Pigloos exist. Bless. Like, I just, <laughs> I love it. I, <laughs> so, you know us. Uh, it's like you've been listening to all of our conversations. Yes. No, but seriously, this is thank awesome. You. I'm so excited. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, and then after the break, a paleontologist stumbles upon some bones, and this happy accident is rewriting an early chapter of human civilization. Wow. And I mean by thousands of years. We're going to talk about a good old-fashioned barbecue that took place in North America, and history is on the menu. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I, I was watching, like, an actual, like, like Discovery Channel show. Thank you. And history is on, on the menu. menu. Wow. I did that. <laughs> oh, my God. It, I, it sounds like I'm being sarcastic, but I did get, like, goosebumps. Uh, I'm so excited. It's Barbecue history on accident. How cool is that? It's just the coolest thing. It's so American. <laughs> so American. Oops. I discovered barbecue. My bad. Uh, I think we should begin. Yeah. All right. Well, to do so, we need to travel back in time to in betweeny 020. Oh my God. I'm I really going to cry now. Wow. I know. When this podcast was a wee thing, wee. way the fuck back in January of 2021, we covered, <laughs> I know, oh. who the fuck remembers? Yeah. I don't. Well, at the time, we covered what's been called the feral swine bomb. Oh, yes. Yeah. That sounds familiar. Yeah. And some say that bomb is still ticking. Uh, others believe that bomb went off a damn long time ago. But my friends, I'm talking about the feral pigs of the United States. Yes. And now we could just call them the feral pigs of North America since it's become a Canadian problem, too. You're welcome. <laughs> That's right. Yay. Yay. Uh, so I'm getting ahead of myself here. Uh, Dr. Marissa, I thought we could take turns providing a little recap of a big old issue. Oh, my God. I love a recap. It's, it's been a while. So. I love a big old issue, too. <laughs> Let's do it. So please tell us, as reported in the New York Times article, feral pigs roam the South. Now even northern states are unsafe. Who are we talking about? Where are they mostly? And uh, what have they been doing? Let's dive deep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that was dirty. Um, we're just talking about pigs. Don't worry. Okay, quote, ranchers and government officials in Montana are keeping watch on an enemy army gathering to the north along the border with Canada. The invaders are big, testy, tenacious, and they'll eat absolutely anything. Feral pigs are widely considered to be the most destructive invasive species in the United States. Uh, they can do remarkable... <laughs> I don't know how I'm get why I'm getting so douchey all of a sudden. <laughs> they can do remarkable things. Uh, they can do... I'm just kidding. They can do remarkable damage uh, to the ecosystem, wrecking crops and hunting animals like birds and amphibians to near extinction. I know. Y'all. Yeah. Uh, they've even wrecked military planes on runways. Oh, my God. Come on. <laughs> and 
And although attacks on people are extremely rare, in November 2019, feral hogs killed a woman in Texas who was arriving to work in the early morning this hours. This would happen to me. I just, <laughs> I can see it. I, can you see me like calling yes. you at like 9.45 and being like, I was late to work. Um, oh, can you imagine telling your boss that? No. Do you think she told her boss? Do you think she tried to get an iPhone photo? So like when she went to her boss, she's like, no, really, there was a pig. I was attacked. And that's why I couldn't make it to the all hands meeting. Betty. Betty. <laughs> Carol. Barbara. There's always a Carol. There's always a Barb. Ah, <laughs> uh, So uh, continuing the quote. Generally, an invasive species is detrimental to one crop or introduced into waterways and hurt the fish, said Dale Nolte, manager of the feral swine program at the Department of Agriculture. But feral swine are destructive across the board and impact all sectors. While pigs occupy, quote, the largest global range of any non-domesticated terrestrial mammal on Earth. Oh, my God. Researchers in Canada recently concluded. And quote. Talk about something that's like <laughs> happening right now all yeah. the time that none of us are thinking about. Absolutely not. This is the problem and it's hilarious. And <laughs> no one is talking about it. But we are. <laughs> that's right. We're we're doing the hard stuff. You heard it here first. Pigs! Pigs, they're an issue. <laughs> My friends, just to put their world domination into perspective. <laughs> The U.S. is home to at least six to nine million feral pigs, and the population of New York City is eight million. Oh my God! <laughs> There's one for every one of Aww, us New Yorkers. That's, that's really cute. I don't mind a pit pig, but the, hold on, I'll get into it. They get really aren't big. they? I was gonna say, aren't they kind of big and they're and fucking like, massive, gross, like smelly, like not like Wilbur. Anyone know who Wilbur is? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> millennial, you fucking millennial. Oh God. <laughs> So uh, now half of those roam Texas, but since the 1990s, they've traveled from 17 states to 38. Oh my God. Okay. 38. There. <laughs> that means two, that's two less, right? That they've been in all, they're nearly all continental states in the, in the United States. I really want to make some sort of parallel to like um, red versus blue states. And I'm like, do they have more like control than either of the parties like <laughs> are they gerrymandering the states there you go <laughs> okay uh they cover about thirty-five thousand square miles a year wow uh now there's a perfect storm of reasons why they're spreading so quickly uh dr marissa what's one reason are we the problem here as well um, so I haven't read the quote, but I'm guessing it's us. Yeah, let's, for guessing. one reason, yes. Okay, um, but let's talk about it. All right, from Jim Robbins of the New York Times. Ooh la la. Uh, quote, in recent decades, the pigs have been expanding their range. Or more accurately, people have been expanding it for them. It's not natural dispersion, Dr. Nolte said, we have every reason to believe they are being moved in the backs of pickup trucks and released to create hunting opportunities. End mm -hmm. quote. Oh my God. Yes. Y'all dipshits. I know. Stop it. <laughs> it's, 
Yep. So people are taking them in their cars mm. and dropping them off to hunt them? Yeah, pretty much. That's one that's one of the reasons why they're spreading. Yeah. It's it's one of those moments where I'm like so embarrassed to be from Texas. <laughs> I'm like this I know like eight people who would do this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Someone's doing it right now. Stop it. If you're listening, <laughs> stop, stop it. doing it. So put the pickup down. So, put the rifle down. Jesus. My friends, because humans don't have enough things to shoot, uh, some domesticated pigs <laughs> Some domesticated pigs were transported to Canada in the early nineties for hunting, some for farming. But because they're really smart, put a pin in it, yeah. a fraction escaped and bred with native burly boars. Which brings us to the second reason why they can spread so quickly. My friends a family of feral pigs is called a sounder, oh. which is made up of two to three adult female pigs called sows, oh. and each of them can breed twice a year, popping out up to six piglets. So 12 piglets total a year. Uh, so breed twice a year. So if one female sow yeah. or, or one sow can have, can have 12 a year. 12, 12 piglets. a year. Yeah. yeah. So if you do the math, one sounder can be 20 to 30 pigs at a time, which is bigger than my Italian family. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> 20 to 30 pigs. That's a lot of pigs or Italians. Yeah, that's, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's too many. Uh, now, that's a lot of mouths to feed. Luckily, pigs aren't picky. This brings us to the third reason they're so damn successful. Quote, Pigs will literally eat anything. Dr. Ryan Brook, a professor of animal science at the University of Saskatchewan, in Canada said, uh, feral pigs don't browse the landscape. They dig out plants by the root, lots of them. Big hogs can chew up acres of crops in a single night, destroying wow. pastures, tearing out fences, digging up irrigation systems, polluting water supplies. Uh, continuing the quote, they eat ground nesting birds, oh my God. eggs, the young and adults, Dr. Brooks said. They eat frogs, they eat salamanders, they are huge on insect larvae. I've heard them taking out adult white-tailed deer, end quote. <laughs> Normally, this is the part where I would make a joke about relating to pigs and their, like, constant eating habits, mm. but I actually cannot relate to this. <laughs> I have never gone that out of my way to eat that much. I go a little out of my way. Yeah. This is... I'm not digging up acres, though. <laughs> oh, my God. Acres of food? I'm too tired. I'm too lazy. <laughs> Can I order the acre? Can the acre come to a food come to my door? They'll figure it out somehow. They They're will. pretty smart. I know. They'll figure it out. They already have homes. They're gonna invent seamless and DoorDash. <laughs> seamless. Oh my god. They're gonna ask like squirrels to do it for them or oh, something. It's that's gonna be adorable. But it's gonna work and they're gonna be friends yeah. and they're gonna tip. Okay, anyways, it's fine. <laughs> deserve it okay yeah. now if you're wondering really how big can they get a uh, drum roll please back in 2019 a pig was spotted in georgia weighing an estimated 800 pounds oh my god <laughs> that's like an elephant I know. oh my god locals named it hogzilla <laughs> Speechless. Georgia. Wow, Georgia. So, if destroying our crops and native species isn't enough for some to see this as a problem, there's a monetary perspective as well. Uh, these pigs cause up to two billion in damage, 36 million of that a year in damage to vehicles 
alone. What? Yeah. Now I know what you're thinking. What? Are they stealing cars? What the fuck's going on? Probably. There? They're probably eating the cars. <laughs> I don't know. So, Dr. Marissa, what do cars have anything to do with this? Please tell us. <laughs> we we got to know. All right. From the New York Times, quote, hitting a two or 300 pound pig on a highway is not that much different than hitting a two or 300 pound rock. Dr. Nolte said, two F-16 fighter jets have crashed after they hit pigs on the runway. End quote. They've taken down jets. Jill is bright purple in the face. I I didn't even make any jokes. I just told the truth. Just tell the truth. Uh, I shouldn't laugh, but... Fuck, man. So, okay, so I'm from Texas, and my dad used to say the most Texas thing. Mm. He said, if you're driving at night, (laughs) never a good way to start advice. If you're driving at night. A father to a daughter, yeah. Or during the day, I guess it could apply then. He said, never swerve for an animal. Just drive and hit them, or else you will swerve off the road and hit a tree and die. He said, just go for it. You know, if it's a if it's a deer, if it's a whatever, yeah. just just do it. A person, it's yeah. a person. <laughs> just go for it. He said, unless it's a buzzard, because he said that his friend hit a buzzard, yeah. and then it flew in the front windshield. It it busted in, landed on the guy's lap, and then threw up roadkill all oh, that's a over bad night. the guy. And yeah. he said that the guy had to sell his car. So he said, Marissa, you hit any animal except for a buzzard, because then we'd have to sell your car. (laughs) So when I pass this information along to the child, I'm probably not allowed to have. (laughs) In the future, in the Republican country, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to add pigs. (laughs) That's right. To hit anything except for a buzzard or a pig. Yeah. I'm really embarrassed I told that story. No, that, that was a great story. Does anyone else have a story like that? Send Please us, DM us. Yeah, send us. Please DM us so I don't feel awkward. Yeah, we'll read it on the show. We'll have like a segment. Yeah, segment. Yeah. Weird things your parents told you about <laughs> right. hitting or not hitting animals. <laughs> Just weird parental advice. I want to point out I've never hit an animal yes, on of purpose. Yes, of I think I've hit one bird on accident, but who hasn't? It's... They fly right in front. It's it was. It's, it's tough. It's tough out there. I said a prayer. It's okay. <laughs> it's, it's tough out there, yeah. man. At least it wasn't a two hundred pound fucking pig. God uh. damn it. Okay, so how do you, <laughs> so how do you take down something that could take down a fighter jet? Well, biologists caution that hunting can be helpful, but it is not a solution. Mm. That's because it's a mixed bag. Uh, in areas where populations are not established. Quote, hunting creates an incentive for people to distribute feral pigs for sport, as we brought up before. Ah. Hunting makes the animals wearier and scatter and scatters sounders, which go on to multiply in new family groups. So it oh actually makes them, it makes them like scatter. Disperse. And disperse even more. Yeah. Find a new place to live because they're scared. I got it. Yeah. Uh, continuing with the quote, but where pigs are already established, hunting can reduce their numbers. If they're, so. Okay. Yeah. I guess. Take that. Total mixed bag. Yeah. Doesn't, I didn't provide anything useful there. So Jill said to hunt the pigs. (laughs) That's the, that's the the takeaway, right? (laughs) 
It's no. TLDR. Oh, God. Hunt the pigs. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Put them all in your pickup truck. <laughs> drive, drive to another state. Release them and just shoot into the air. Yep. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so they say hunting in well-established areas. Okay. But my friends, it's really hard to hunt what you can't see, which brings us to pigloos. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's why we're here. Dr. Marissa, I have a photo of a pigloo. Amazing. Uh, please tell us, what do you see? Is it very well camouflaged? What What does it look like to you? And of course, all photos we talk about today will be on our social media stuff. So please come on by and take a look at this pigloo. Oh my God. It's so sweet. It's kind <laughs> of like a little cold beaver dam. <laughs> But it not in the water, and there's snow, and it's not like a beaver dam at all. Um, okay, so it's like a, it's like imagine like a beautiful kind of snowy uh, edge of the woods, mm-hmm. and um, you can see like this kind of lump in the ground that is made out of it looks like a lot of sticks mm-hmm. and snow all kind of packed together to create a sort of dome like situation. I'm not gonna lie, it looks a little like a grave. <laughs> I would totally think somebody buried a body there. Yeah, but that's also because I fill my mind with the worst things on the internet constantly. Oh, yeah. Um, we're so, human. Yeah. We're human. We do that. We, we're murderinos. I, I can't help it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, it, it, it's like a little dome on the ground made of sticks and snow. Very there cute. Perfect. It looks very cozy. It looks damn cozy. Yes, my friends, this is the home of a smart little piggy. Yeah. Not only are pigs naturally insulated between their chonkiness and covered tail to snout and thick fur yes. they've they've figured out that they can keep even warmer and safer during the cold canadian months by building igloos of sorts uh i, I respect it i, I res- you can never be too comfortable and cozy that's right and they are like you know what we're already cozy let's take it up a notch let's do it see let's add a throw blanket <laughs> Right. I'm kidding. This is more like a dwelling, but it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Ryan Brook and fellow, <clears throat> excuse me, let me do that again. Let me do that again. Dr. Ryan Brook and fellow researchers have actually coined the term pigloo to describe these structures. Quote, these pigloos consist of mounds of cattails. Ah, that's what they are. Okay. Yeah, which they cut down and burrow into, capturing enough heat to steam on cold days. Brook explained to trappermag.com. Cattails do a good job of catching the snow, and it's fairly thick and soft, so they can tunnel into that and have their little pigloos, end quote. Oh, man. Oh, I'm just going to make, like, little, like, whimpering noises, because <laughs> I think it's so cute. I mean, it is. It really is. Yeah. So just how effective are these pigloos, you may be asking? Well, between 1990 and 2017, 92% of the pig's, ex- the pig's expansion has occurred in the prairie provinces this is really hard to say prairie provinces a lot of peas in that sentence wow 92 percent of the pigs expansion has occurred in the prairie provinces of alberta saskatchewan and manitoba nailed it i like how all the words that you like so comfortably (laughs) nailed was saskatchewan yeah no it didn't even bat an eye lash yeah is that the i don't know talk more (laughs) (laughs) i will do the talk so for my fellow geographically challenged americans don't worry i got you here where are these places well imagine the country of canada you got it okay now point to the middle okay and there in the devastatingly cold plains you'll find pigs 
cuddled up in their pigloos. Oh my god. I know. According to TravelAlberta.com, in the coldest months of the year, January and February, daytime temperatures range from negative 5 to negative 15 degrees Celsius, or 23 to 5 degrees Fahrenheit, and they can drop as low as negative 30 to negative 40 degrees Celsius, or negative 22 to negative 40 degrees Fahrenheit for short periods of time. Hot damn, End that's quote. freezing. Yeah. They outdoors all day. Outdoors all day. Goddamn. Even pigs got to go inside at some point. That's right. That's right. So these feral pigs don't seem to be phased by the temperature one bit. It's impressive and terrifying what these creatures are capable of and their adaptability. So I, for one, welcome our new pig overlords. It's very nice. I feel safer under a pig overlord than, oh yeah, honestly, a human overlord. (laughs) They seem to be wiser and good at infrastructure. And (laughs) (laughs) they, you know, they, they love indoor heating. They love indoor heating. I respect it. They know there's some landlords that are like, no, I'm not going to turn the heat on. Fuck you. And then you have to like, Text them back and forth. It's awful. It's that it's terrible. They but are their own landlords. Respect. I think that's called a homeowner. Yes. <laughs> I'm so far from we're so far from that. We're like, what? Homeowner. <laughs> All right. So honestly, it doesn't look like we'll be beating them anytime soon. So fuck it. Let's join them. Yeah. Uh, into it. And uh, after the break, yes. Let's talk about us. Yeah. Humans. Yeah. Uh, the time frame of our arrival into North America has always been a contentious topic among experts, don't you know? Uh, a recent discovery, ha- however, has shattered the record books by thousands of years. Ooh. It looks like humans arrived. Uh, it, let me do this again. It looks like human arrival is even older than anyone could have expected. And it's all thanks to barbecue. Yes. <laughs> Stay yes. Tu- Stay tuned. Please do. And we're back. We are so back. We're so back. And my friends, we're heading to New Mexico. Finally. (laughs) Not for the meth, but for the bones. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, fine. Uh, My friends, it's a beautiful day in 2013. And Timothy Rowe, a paleontologist and professor in the UT Jackson School of Geosciences, is uh, having a neighborly chat outside. Oh. Dr. Marissa, while Tim and his buddy were talking, what just so happened to have happened next? I, I, I'm I have you to in. know. <laughs> I, 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 I'll tell you. Give me a sec. Okay. Uh, from uh, news.utexas.edu, uh, quote, a neighbor spotted a tusk weathering from a hill slope on Rose property. When Roe went to investigate, he found a bashed-in mammoth skull and other bones that looked deliberately broken. It appeared to be a butchering site, end quote. There you go. Awesome. I know. I know where this is going. If I didn't know where this was going, I'd be like, I think you should move. (laughs) (laughs) I think you should move. Totally haunted. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yes, my friends, this day, this neighbor changed Tim's life and completely rewrote human history. For you see, Tim didn't even research mammoths or humans, but this pile, and I mean pile of bones, literally on his doorstep just had to be investigated. Tim answered the call. Yes, he did. Since 2013, a slow, tedious excavation had... Tedious? Tedious. Since 2013, a slow, tedious... (laughs) I'm sorry. It's all good. 
You're nailing it, uh, by the way. Yeah, thank you. Okay. No problemo. Since 2013, a slow, tedious excavation. There, see? Nailed I had it. to do it tediously. There you go. Has been taking place to deconstruct what he and researchers called a refuse pile. Oh. Basically a pile of garbage and waste. Oh. Get this, from ancient barbecues, essentially. That's so cool. Also, I'm going to start calling all of my garbage a refuse pile just to mess with people fancy gotta take out the refuse pile <laughs> it actually makes me sound like a murderer that sounds <laughs> yeah really weird yeah anyways Wheel this is in. badass so the pile included quote a random mix of ribs broken cranial bones a molar cool and bone fragments from butchered butchered mammoths nice. All, the, all of this was preserved beneath an adult mammoth skull and tusks. What we've got is amazing, said Timothy Rowe. It's not a charismatic sight with a beautiful skeleton laid on its side. It's all busted up. Amazing. But that's what the story is. End quote. From news.utexas.edu. I love a, a busted up story. That's right. It's that's, a fucking mess. That's the best kind of story. So, Dr. Marissa, would you like to see a fraction of this refuse pile. Oh my God, I thought you'd never ask. Okay, great. Uh, I think this photo tells you why it took so long to untangle. Please come on by our social media stuffs and just look at this pile of shit. Yes. Just look at it. I love a pile. It's a goddamn mess. Oh, it's an awesome pile. It's a total mess. What a mess. I love that we found someone's like garbage. You know, some, someday someone's gonna like find it like a pile of red Solo cups, like an <laughs> alien or something in like 2000 years. And they're gonna be like, oh my God, what is this? Do you think they had a barbecue? Do you think they had a party here? What does this mean? Why did they use plastic? That's so these- bad for the environment. What's what wrong the- with them? What are all these small ping pong balls? What does it mean? <laughs> what do you think they did? Do you think they ingested them? <laughs> they were drunk enough. Okay, so anyways, this pile of uh, what was once someone's trash but is now our research yeah. is a really cool pile of bones. Bones. It's totally literally, bones. close your eyes, imagine bones and sand. And you got bones, and they're really big bones, and they're really weird bones, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I, 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 I like how big some of. Oh, I can see a big like jaw. Yeah, here with some teeth on it. Um, yeah, give it some time. Look at that. Look at it's like just. What is this uh, rippled thing? That's it, pretty oh, creepy. That might be a molar. That might be a tooth. <gasps> Are you serious? That might be a mammoth tooth. That's a big ass tooth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's some great bones here. I highly recommend spending some time with us. Give it a gander. Yeah, Yeah, I'm happy and thrilled to report researchers were able to find mammoth collagen in one of the bones and perform some carbon dating on it. Fuck yeah. Hold on to your butts. Drum roll, please. This barbecue site took place somewhere between 36,000 and 39,000 years ago. Oh my God. Making it the oldest known site left behind by ancient humans in North America. They were ready to pull it. That's right. 39,000 years ago. 39,000 years ago. Now, this is fucking awesome for a number of reasons. Let's start with context, okay? Uh, The anthropological community has divided early humans of North America into two groups. There's the Clovis culture, which dates back to 16,000 years ago, and they left behind elaborate stone tools. Nice. And it's very easy to identify and date all of their stuff. It's made out of stone, lasts a long time. Easy. Then there's the folks who came here and lived here before them, the pre-Clovis people, and they didn't use stone tools, so long-lasting physical evidence of them is hard to come by, which means estimates of when they showed up on the scene 
those estimates are kind of sketchy. Got it. Yeah. Mysterious. So before this pile, researchers believed humans entered North America no earlier than 23,000 years ago. This site is at least 13,000 years older than that. That's right, because when you add that up, you get 30, what was it, 35 to 39,000 yeah, exactly. years ago. Wow! Yeah. So that completely changes our timeline. It, it, absolutely. It, it widens it. It it. That widen isn't the word. No, widen totally makes works. It, it makes it different. <laughs> That's right. It makes it different. It means people were rocking barbecues way longer than expected. And the craftsmanship of this site tells us that they've been here even longer than that. This wow. was not the first barbecue. No. Here's why. Here's how we know. Dr. Marissa, would you like to tag team how Tim and his team discovered that this was from the pre-Clovis era as reported by utexas.edu. Um, nothing would make me happier. Let's get this party started. <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> Anyways, quote, although the mammoth site uh, lacks clearly associated stone tools, Roe and his co-authors discovered an array of supporting evidence by putting samples from the site through scientific analysis in the lab. Mm -hmm. Among other finds, CT scans taken by the University of Texas high-resolution X-ray computed tomography facility Fuck yeah. revealed bone flakes with oh. microscopic fracture networks akin to those in freshly napped cow bones. K napped? K-N-A-P-P-E-D. I'm going to uh, say napped. napped. Yeah. Napped meaning shaped to a point. So these some bones were shaped to a point. Oh. And there was well-placed puncture wounds that would have helped in draining grease from ribs and vertebral bones. Whoa. Okay, continuing the quote. This evidence shows that humans shaped pieces of long bones into disposable blades to break down carcasses and rendered their fat over a fire. End quote. So basically, they use bones from the last barbecue mm -hmm. to fix up the animals for the next the, one, the current barbecue. You got it. That's amazing. It's fucking it's brilliant. Very smart. Ah, uh, and very good for the environment, right. which they probably weren't terribly worried about at the time. <laughs> probably not. No. That's right, my friends. These crafty early humans used the bones themselves as tools to butcher animals. And the party and professionalism doesn't stop there. <laughs> That's the cutest <laughs> sentence I've ever heard. <laughs> Amazing. The website also states a chemical analysis of the sediment surrounding the bones showed fire particles that came from a sustained and controlled burn, not from a lightning strike or a wildfire. 36,000 years ago, they already knew how to light a barbecue. Fuck yeah, they did. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Round of, yeah, give round of applause. Yes, yes. Good stuff. That's right. This was not their first rodeo. That's right. God damn it. it, it yeah. <laughs> so, they did it. thanks to Tim's work, researchers now realize that to identify evidence of pre Clovis folks, they need to look at bones not only as bones, but as possible tools. So, cue the, cue the 2001 Space boom, Odyssey music. Boom, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Oh, I'm right, right? That's totally right. Okay, wouldn't it be funny if I sang like the Nutcracker or something? <laughs> <laughs> so, I just got so off. <laughs> and I don't correct you, I just let you go. That would be amazing. <laughs> uh, retired Texas State University professor Mike Collins, who was not involved in this study, said, quote, Tim has done 
excellent and thorough work that represents frontier research. It's forging a path that others can learn from and follow, end quote. So big thanks to Tim and big thanks to the pre-Clovis people who pretty much invented barbecue. Hold on one second. Okay, so this guy from Texas State yeah. said that, that Kim or Tim, uh, uh, it, it really, really did a good job in discovering something. Wasn't it in his front yard? <laughs> Good job, Tim. Keep keep up that good hard work of waiting for it to show up in your yard. I'm sorry. I just took that completely wrong. And I was like, no, let's go even further. You know what? His fucking neighbor found it. He didn't even find it. It's not even him. This guy from Texas. I went to Texas State, so I can, like, make fun of people from Texas State. But, like, you know, he, uh, Tim, he, he, he gave it a good look. That's good. Yeah, he gave it a, a good, good look. for you, Tim, for <laughs> making a, an effort. Totally made an effort. See, that's yeah. great. That's good. Yeah, we should all, you know, make an effort. Make an effort. Next thing you know, barbecue. Barbecue time. This it all comes back to barbecue. Always, every time, literally everything. Everything. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening, rating, subscribing, telling your friends uh, about the magic of barbecue. Yes, the magic. The magic of barbecue. Uh, pigs, uh, just to help, what, what's going on with pigs? They're taking over. They're taking over. And you should start telling people, um, because you'll be the first to talk about it. I promise you. <laughs> Fucking move over, lizard people. We're talking, pigs. Yeah. pigs are taking over. And Let's then, start a conspiracy theory. And then, yeah. and then, That'll help. It's not a conspiracy <laughs> if it's true. It's happening. <laughs> right now. Also, Finland might be fake. <laughs> just, that's a joke only uh, a few members of the yeah, flock. Just know. a few, if you were paying attention. It's real, I promise. Um, I think, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> and please, stay interesting. Please do.